Hey, this is Brian Jansson with Mid-City Vineyard Church. Mid-City Vineyard is located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana on Canal Street. We worship on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock and would love to have you anytime. If you want to learn a little bit more about Mid-City Vineyard, check us out online, midcityvineyard.org, Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard, and on Instagram at Mid-City Vineyard. Last week, we uh, started a series called Finding Calm in the Chaos. We're continuing that series this week uh, with Christy Janson, who will be teaching Rooted in Love as we learn how to actually live into and then live out of the love of Christ. So thanks for checking us out. Hope you enjoy. Much peace to you. Well, most of you know that we have been having a, well, we started our women's book study this past week, and so this is something that I have been working on and studying and reading lots of other material for, and so it's been a couple of months that this type of, the talk I'm about to give has been brewing, and yes, as I'm delivering my ideas to him about what we did this past Wednesday, that's where this all turned out that I'm teaching you guys tonight. That's how I'm here. So so it is something that's been brewing inside of me. And last weekend, if you were here, Brian spoke about the Sabbath. And so that the talk last weekend really just ignited this, um, I guess, fire or whatever in me. So while he was, he spoke about creation and he spoke about how there's an amazing beat that creation marches to. There's a rhythm. And so he spoke about how important our Sabbath was, or a day of rest, or even mini rest he talked about. And so that's where I'm gonna take us tonight, mini rest. Because for those of you that don't know me, we, um, we do have five children. And so a full day of rest is really been non-existent for about 13 years. So, and it's gonna be about 13 more years before I do actually experience a full day of rest again. So the word mini is fabulous for me. So I can take mini rest. And it might be in carpool line, but it's still a mini rest. So um, so there's a new rhythm that I've been trying to work on in my life. And through all of this, the different studies that we've been going through with our book study, like I said, I, as I'm, I'm writing the material for the book study, even as I'm working on this message, only since Friday, as you guys know, um, there's been this internal dialogue in my head. And it's, I call it the tapes, the tapes that just play in my head. They go over and over. And for some reason, the negative tapes that I allow to go on in my head are louder than the positive tapes. I don't know if any of you can relate with me with this, but they're just nonstop, an internal dialogue that just runs through my head. And most of the time it's subconscious. I don't even know that it's actually happening, but um, I can't consciously choose the dialogue. So while I'm writing, the whole time I'm thinking, especially this Friday, I'm thinking, why am I doing this? I'm not good enough to do this. This is Brian's job. He does this, not me. And so 
I mean, seriously, it's just, it was nagging me. I actually had to text a friend and say, I just need you to know how much I am beating myself up over this. And like, and the thing is, is that I know I can do it. I enjoy doing it. I like talking to you guys. I mean, you're a great group, right? And I love getting up and talking to the ladies at book club. And I, I love it. So I know in my knower, I know that God placed that in me to do. But that negative tape that just runs through my head, it gets the best of me sometimes. And for some reason, I allow past experiences to dictate my future, my thoughts. They're from past things. Have you ever noticed that for yourself? Have you ever noticed these negative tapes? Do you ever find yourself saying, I never can do that? Oh, I never do the right thing. I'm always so forgetful, therefore I can't fill in the blank. Have you ever thought that maybe those messages have come from somebody else? Maybe something you were told when you were a child or a teenager? Maybe it was an old teacher or a peer or somebody that you really respected? And maybe most of the time they were positive towards you and a great influence in your life, but that one thing that they said was just like, oh, it just hit you, it hit your soul, it hit you, and it stuck with you all these years, even though you don't realize it? Paul and Jesus, they both lived their lives in the fullness of God. And I know that here in this room, we all long to do the same thing. We want to live in the fullness of God, deeply rooted in his love. But to pay attention to God's active presence and to obey his prompting, his directions, what way he's leading us and he's guiding us, sometimes it seems impossible. Sometimes it seems foggy or distant. Sometimes those other voices scream louder than God. Too often I personally let those past rejections dictate my future. They scream louder than God. And so through the um, couple the studies that I've been doing this past week, I decided to make a chart. I wanted to figure, I wanted to write down these messages that play in my head. I wanted to see if maybe they connected, maybe if they had a bottom line and I could figure it out. Maybe there was the common theme. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to figure it out and then I wanted to erase it. I wanted to get rid of it. And the way that I wanted to do that is that I wanted to speak God's truth into those messages. I wanted to retrain my thoughts. So I made the chart.
I'm not second best, right? God called me to, to being who I am. So I'm not going to allow those past rejections, those past experiences, to speak louder than God's truths. So negative, negative self-talk, that was a rejection from my past. I'm not even a crier, that's the best part. Ooh, Lord. I'm not going to let that be the core of who I am. So I find it interesting that we can tend to beat ourselves up so much harder than others do. Um, An author, Richard Rohr, he says, I love this, if God can receive me, who am I not to receive myself? Listen to that. If God can receive me, who am I not to receive myself? So an ongoing thing in our house with disciplining our kids, of course, they name call each other all the time. You know, it's just like their right. It's like their God-given right to, you know, yell at each other, mainly the boys. But one thing that I want to nip in the bud is when they call themselves a name. When they call themselves stupid or an idiot, it's like, excuse me, you are my child, and no one, not even yourself, is allowed to speak to yourself that way. No one can speak to you like that. So you're punished. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Friends, this wasn't supposed to be like this. All right. N.T. Wright says about um, the scripture, Ephesians 1, 5 through 4, Paul's great prayer. At the opening of this letter is a celebration of the larger story within which every single Christian story, every story of individual conversation, faith, spiritual life, obedience, and hope is set. Only by understanding and celebrating the larger story can we hope to understand everything that's going on in our own smaller stories. And so observe God at work in and through our own lives. And I don't have scriptures up there, do I? I do? Wow, fancy. Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. It gave him great pleasure. We give God pleasure. Something that I like to do is to take this scripture 
and replace the word us for me. So I'm going to read it again to you. God loved me, and he chose me in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt me into his own family by bringing me to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. To experience the fullness of God, we need to develop lifestyles of consciously living into the presence of God. I encourage you to add this new rhythm into your life. Instead of those old tapes, replacing it with God's truths. Make this your mini Sabbath. Make this your mini rest. Let's take a minute today for you to think through your day today. This morning for breakfast, where were you? Your lunch today, your late afternoon, think about your day. Were you able to experience God today? What were you doing? Were you aware of God? Or maybe now, in this moment, you're looking back and you're like, oh, yes, I do. I see. I see where God was. He was there all along. Or maybe now you're looking and thinking about your past day, and you're like, you know what? I don't see him. I'm not sure. And that's okay. This is a topic we talk a lot about at MCV. And we talk, it, uh, talk about it a lot because we're all on a journey we're all on a journey towards um, experiencing the fullness of God. And until we all get it, until we're all there, we're just going to keep practicing. We're going to keep talking about it. You see, we all know that God loves us, right? We all have the mental capacity of, yes, of course God loves me. It's like, what a silly question. You know, um, we... We know it in our head, you know, we might know it with our body a little bit, but until our soul knows it, until we are anchored in God's love and we're able to stand up and say, I am worthy, I am loved, I am fill in the blank, until then, we practice. A quote um, from Richard Rohr in this book called Everything Belongs. Um, listen to this, what he has to say. In the silence of contemplation, we will observe the process whereby we actively choose and create what we pay attention to. That's why the first 20 minutes of silence is usually terrible. For the first 20 minutes, only primary agenda shows itself. The agenda is how we get our juice, our motivation, what keeps us going. I sit at the center in the morning and my mind just starts going. What do I need to worry about today? What am I gonna do today? What is this person thinking about me? because I never answered their email yet. On and on our list goes. 
Usually about the time we are getting to the possible joy, we get up, it's time for work. As I stand up, I often realize I haven't let go for a moment. When that's the case, how can we see anything clearly the rest of the day? We won't see things as they are. We will see everything as we are. Think about that. I'm going to say it again. We won't see things as they are. We will see things as we are. It's all going to be like jumping fleas inside of us. We are not even centered inside our body. We are just living in reaction to anxieties, needs to please, and needs to avoid pain or frustration. I'm not here, I'm there. You see, the fullness of God is tucked into the sacred places of our beings, our soul. Being full of God's love settles, empowers, and brings out the best of who we are. I get this visual of our soul just taking a cylinder and running it through our body, and it just has holes in it. And that in that center, God is just, he's filled our bodies. He is, he's, we are living rooted in his love in our soul and in our everyday life as we walk. He's just gleaming from us in all the different areas. See, living in the fullness of God is that you don't need to add something to your life. You don't need to add something to your schedule like, oh, I, I need to add my prayer time in. Oh, I need to add this. I needed to add that. You see, living in the fullness of God, deeply rooted in his love, is an everyday walk that you do because he is gleaming from you. He's in your soul. The scripture, um, a great scripture that explains describes the fullness of God is found in Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. So Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in his love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. I love the part of that scripture where he says um, that he's asking that may we have the power to grasp the fullness of God. It is impossible to grasp that fullness without grasping the fullness of Christ. If we live rooted and established in his love, we don't just have that knowledge in our minds. 
it becomes the reality that anchors us. It's his love that holds us. It's his love that grounds us. Even though those harsh words and those negative tapes play, they can't knock us down. We might feel a little bit of the wind, but we don't let it destroy us. That's what the fullness of God is. What we have to realize with those old tapes and replacing them with God's truths is we have to understand that the fullness of God, it's not dependent upon what others think of you. It's not dependent upon what you've accomplished in life. It's not dependent on someone's love, someone else's love. But that we are full because Christ brought the fullness to us. That is why rest is crucial. It's crucial to the rhythms of our life. We have to stop. We have to think. We have to take time to evaluate us, our soul. What is anchoring you? What is keeping you deeply rooted in his love? Take time to think about, maybe you have hard conversations coming up with a coworker or a sibling, if we just go into those conversations cold turkey without thinking about it, we often won't bring the love of God into that conversation. We have to pause. We have to think. So as we leave this place tonight, wherever you might go, we hit up the restaurants in Mid-City, we should be the people that bring the fullness of God to those places. They should know that there's something different about this group. When we walk into that restaurant, may we bring the joy of God to that place. May we bring his love. May those um, employees question what is different about these folks. This is an authentic way of us living, living in the fullness of God. Living as someone who knows that we are loved by God. So as I close tonight, I'm going to read a scripture from Galatians out of the message. So this is Eugene Peterson's um, take on Galatians 5, 22 through 25. But what happens when we live God's way he brings gifts into our lives. Much the same way that fruit appears in an orchid. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. 
it only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything is connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, crucified. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our heart, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better or worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives, each of us as an original. So, in closing tonight, Hugh Brilliant. So I would totally just like, I just went valley girl on you guys. Totally just like, um, if any, if it really is, this is tugged on anybody. If those negative tapes that are playing in your head speak louder than you want them to speak, I would love to pray for you guys tonight. Um, I think Brian's going to lead us in some worship. Yeah, I, I, I am. We're gonna we're gonna sing again for a minute and just to create a space for us. But um, yeah, right on. This was awesome. Thank you. Uh, I think that.